Today, we're going to talk about reverse budgeting, which may be the most ADHD-friendly way of budgeting that ever existed. And I also have a listener question for you guys. Welcome back to ADHD Money Talk, the show that helps dynamic but distracted ADHD brains take back control over their money in order to live a more enriching life and just really have more freedom and control. And that is what this show is about, is helping people with ADHD who are struggling with their money and are really focused and crushing in it what they're good at and what they're hyper-focusing on, but they just are letting the money fall through the cracks. Today, we're going to talk about reverse budgeting, and I also have a listener question for you guys. This is the first episode that I am not going to use a big, long sort of script that I pre-prepared out, so this will probably sound a little different. It might have a little bit of a different style to it, a little bit more off the cuff, but I think it might be more conversational and just translating what I'm thinking into you know, some good information, education for you guys so you can do something with it and make changes in your life and your financial life that are going to be really powerful for you. So today we're going to talk about reverse budgeting. If you listen to the original budgeting episode, which was one of the first episodes, it really broke down budgeting to the nitty gritty, like step by step what to do in a more traditional sense, in the sense that you're breaking down your spending money into different categories and really tackling it that way and tracking your budgeting on like a app. And I always recommended Honeydew as the app. And that's really a great way to start budgeting because tracking your expenses and coming to terms with where your money is actually going really is very important for you to start developing a better relationship with your money. So I still really do stand by that. And with reverse budgeting, you can still do that and you still should do that tracking your expenses thing, um, especially on paper, like I've always said. But with reverse budgeting, it just makes it a lot simpler. And I know I haven't actually told you what it is yet, but it will make it so simple that once you set it up, it's just happening automatically where you don't actually have to track your spending if you don't want to, because you're just going to know that once you hit zero, it's zero, you're done. And I'm going to walk you through how to set up a reverse budget um, from the beginning, including making sure you know where your money's going for the most important part of reverse budgeting, which is what are your goals. So what reverse budgeting is, is very simply just paying yourself first. All it means is that when you get a paycheck, the first thing that you do with the money that hits your bank account is you take a chunk of it and you put it towards your goals. The rest that's left over is for your expenses. So it's for your discretionary expenses. It's for your fixed expenses. So the way that I think reverse budgeting should look in practice is that there is money that is going towards your goals and then also money going to your fixed expenses, which you can most certainly quantify because you just add up all of the expenses that are fixed every single month, which includes subscriptions. And then you have what's left over after that is the money that you have to spend on whatever your heart desires. And usually that is part fun and part needed like food and things that just pop up that are important to take care of. By doing this in a way that's automated, what basically can happen is that when you are dealing with your money, you get a paycheck, it hits your account, and then things happen automatically and get moved to the various places they should go so that you just simply have a checking account and a debit card 
you use to do your stuff, your everyday stuff. You use to get your gas, you use to get your food, you use to go to the movies. You log in occasionally to your debit card app, whatever it may be, and you can just sort of watch the balance go down. And because it's a debit card, which I think is the best way to do this, you do have a bit of that tangible feeling of I'm actually spending real money as opposed to when you use a credit card, it can feel like fake money, money that isn't really yours, so what the heck. And then you will be automatically a lot more mindful, I think, of your spending because you know that once it hits zero, you have only one option. Spend no more money at all until your next paycheck or use a credit card. And if you're using a credit card, you know that you are over budget. It's a very simple way to know. Like I'm over budget because my debit card is zero. My spending debit card is zero. So now I'm over budget. And then you know you have a trigger to sort of say, okay, next month, what can I do to change this and make some adjustments. And you can just look only at the debit card transactions to look at what you spent on that month. So you don't have to use a budgeting app. You just have to log into your checking account and look at the various things you spent on and see the patterns and whatever. Because you're going to have another checking account that automatically is taking out the expenses like your you know, your expenses, your fixed expenses, your mortgage, your rent, you know, all the stuff, the bills, the utilities, all that stuff. And then you have before that, money automatically getting sent to your goals. So this is where it's really important when you set this up because you can set this up and then still have it completely fail because you'll save too much money and then you'll end up having to pull money from the savings back into your spending debit card because things pop up and you didn't plan well enough in advance for it. I mean, there's a lot of ways that this still can go wrong, but if you just put in the work ahead of time, you have a very good chance of being successful. So let's just talk a little bit about The very first step. So if you're going to say, okay, I'm going to create a reverse budget starting today. The first thing you'd want to do is say, okay, what is my current financial situation? For this, you might want to just create a simple balance sheet for yourself. And a balance sheet simply is going to be all your assets and all your liabilities, your debts, and your money that you have in savings or investments or whatever. And say, okay, what is the first thing that I need to do? And you can refer to the the ebook I wrote to sort of see the order of operations, but you say, what is my goal? Like, what is the first thing that needs to happen? Um, Is it, do I need to pay off high interest credit cards? Is it, do I need to build an initial emergency fund? Is it, do I need to start saving and investing? So, because the first thing you want to do is say, where's the money going to go that is my goal money? The pay myself first money, the money that's coming off the top of the paycheck towards the goal. That's the first thing you want to figure out. And then you want to figure out How much can you afford to put towards that goal? So that's where you still need to add up all of your fixed expenses. Also look back at your previous spending and see how much you spent on various discretionary things like food and subscriptions and just figure out how much money you have left over to put towards those goals. And really you might want to have a buffer. So like if for instance, you have $500 left over after all of your expenses and your sort of average spending on the various discretionary things, you probably might want to consider only putting 300 to pay yourself first into, let's say that your first goal needs to be paying off a high interest credit card balance. So maybe you'll put $300 extra automatically coming from your checking account every month into that credit card. That way you have $200 left over as a buffer because let's face it, you know, you're going to likely have months where you are spending a little bit more. So you don't want to ever, you want to create create it foolproof so you don't have to dip back into the savings or do something drastic like a cash balance or something or whatever. We, we want to avoid doing anything drastic. We want it to just be comfortable. And that requires 
usually, especially with us ADHD brains, having a little bit of a buffer. And when you're doing this, it's very important because it just is, trust me, you probably will understand that you need to have your credit cards be put somewhere. Don't carry it, just do not carry them. Because what typically happens, and I know this from experience, is that if you are doing a reverse budget and you have your debit card with the money, and then you have a temptation to buy something that you know is going to make it so that you're probably not going to make it to the end of the month with just the debit card money, the temptation to pull out that credit card is going to be so great that it's very likely to just happen and then you'll regret it. So when you do this, put the credit cards away. You don't need to bring them with you if you have the money in the debit card. I really highly recommend not having them with you. So you have your goal. In this, in this case, it's it's $300 extra towards a credit card. So you're going to set that up to go automatically from the checking account to the credit card every single paycheck. Now, the way I would do this is if you get paid direct deposit, I would split up your direct deposit to go into the various places. So what I would do is I would have the direct deposit send $300 to a checking account that I would title extra credit card payment. And then I would have on my credit card app an automatic payment of $300 every single month like on a day that's after you got paid to automatically pull from that checking account that's titled extra debt payment to pay off that 300 bucks. And then I would have your direct deposit send another chunk of money that covers your fixed expenses. So that you have a checking account that's titled fixed expenses. And remember, I always advocate in fixed expenses, not just bills, but also things like Netflix and Amazon Prime and various subscriptions because they are repeatable and you know how much it is every month. So you can basically get that one down to the to the penny. If you're going to put in like a utility in there that does fluctuate a little bit, then I just would say round up by 100 bucks or so to give it a little bit of buffer. But you can basically have that account draw down to almost zero every month because you know the fixed expenses. And then you have a third direct deposit split going into your spending debit card. So that way you have a debit card that is just for your spending. And that's when you carry around with you and you use to spend money on. Now, people will say, well, shouldn't I be using a credit card because it helps build credit? Theoretically, that could help you, yes. But you know you better than anyone else. And if you know it's going to be a big temptation, it's not worth it. The extra bump in the credit score may not be worth it versus building up a credit card balance, which is going to be way worse for your credit score anyways. And so the three goals that are most likely going to be the ways that you're going to pay yourself first that I envision for a lot of the people listening to this show right now is probably going to be paying off high interest credit card debt, building an initial emergency fund or increasing an existing emergency fund after you've paid off your credit card debt and other high interest debt, or putting money automatically into an investing account and beginning to do it that way. When you have this all set up, and by the way, this means that you have to have all of your bills automated. This is a pre- prerequisite when you have ADHD. If you don't have all your bills automated, then that's what you should be doing right now. You should just stop what you're doing and just automate them. Make sure they are being pulled out automatically. There's no excuse for it anymore, guys. There's no excuse. It's all so possible and so quickly doable that right now, just stop what you're doing and do it. And then email me and say you did it. And I'll say, Amazing job. Congratulations. Okay. And so that is reverse budgeting. So to recap, you pay yourself first. You simply pay yourself first. And you're doing reverse budgeting if you have a 401k and you're contributing to it already because you are 
paying yourself right off the top of your paycheck. So you already are doing it, but make this your whole your whole budget and then that way you can just basically live your life and you will have a tangible feeling of when your money's running out because you know you're using a debit card, real cash. I can't tell you, the, the clients that I have implemented this with, they just tell me how much control they feel and how instantly they feel so much better about their money so quickly. Just from setting this up, they feel empowered. So I really encourage you to try this. If you have any questions at all, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. And to be honest with you, now that I'm doing this, winging it <laughs> without really having my notes, I feel like I'm missing something. Like I've forgotten to say something very important about this topic. So reverse budget, pay yourself first, have your money go separate from the direct deposit directly. Use a debit card. Once it's zero, it's zero. If you're using a credit card, you know you've gone over budget, and that's a no-no. That is reverse budgeting. You can set it up. And if you love cashback, there's a couple cashback debit cards out there now. And so, yes, I do think this is like the most ADHD-friendly way to budget because it requires not a lot of heavy lifting on an ongoing basis, and it does help you become more aware And so I think it's great and it'll help you begin to take control and it's going to feel amazing. It's going to feel empowering to have a little injection of control over your money because that is what really will begin you on the journey and the pathway towards understanding how once you get the clutter of this money stress out of your brain, how there's a whole world of opportunity out there for you. Alrighty, so that's that on reverse budgeting. Let me know how you get on with that. Now we've got a listener question, a listener question. Oh my goodness. It's been a while since I've had a listener question. So I'm excited. I am so excited. And guys, if you want to ask me a question, which I would love to hear from you because when I hear from you, I feel good. It reminds me that I'm doing work to help people. And that is very important to me. Just know that if you do ask me a question, at ADHDmoneytalk.com, I will be happy. Alrighty, so the question is, from Anonymous, my father has always been working class. He wants to provide for me what he never got, a leg up in life. Now that I'm coming of age, I'm about to receive a one-time gift of more money in assets than I've ever seen in my life. I want to honor the spirit of his action. What can I do to make sure I can trust myself and not treat this like I have every other windfall? So it sounds like by reading the end of that that question that you've treated every other windfall in a way that you didn't like. And I'm going to guess, make a big assumption here that that was spending it. If that's the case, it sounds like what your father never got in life. I'm So with personal finance, you know, you get a question and I only know what you've sent me. So I really can't provide you with any sort of specific advice on what to do because I don't know your situation. I don't know what a leg up in life looks like to you or to your father. So I can just give you some general thoughts that I have that come into my mind as they come into my mind right now. So one thing is, you know, maybe talk to your dad for one thing about what he'd like you to do with the money. Talk to him and really understand why he's giving it to you and what he would like to see you do with it to give you a leg up in life. And what does and ask him what what's a leg up in life look like? And that way, coming away from a conversation with him, I would imagine that you'll feel a little bit more sound inside and more secure in that you're going to do the right thing with the money, something that's not reckless or or irresponsible. And so, of course, it comes down to the nitty gritty, which is that you have this money and that there may be temptations. So definitely having it in a separate account, having it 
if you're going to, if it's investing is the way you're going to go with the money, um, having it be with an advisor even potentially, because that way there's a human barrier in between you and the money. You have to call a human to withdraw that money. Those are some things you can think about, but I think talking with your with your father would be a very good idea. And of course, I'm going to say just doing the work for yourself and on yourself about understanding like what do you want out of your life in 5, 10, 15, 20 years? And how can the money be put to use to help that come true? How to make that a reality? Because just spending the money isn't likely going to make your reality that you want in 10 years happen, right? So if you're spending it on something like a, a car or something, unless you having a car is the most important thing to you, then I would definitely recommend that you find a way to put the money to work in a way that is going to help you achieve your unique dreams and goals. Okay, so that's my answer for you on that question. Thank you so much for asking it. And again, if anyone out there has a question for me, I'd love for you to send me a question on ADHDmoneytalk.com. Okay, and that's it for this episode with no script, just me talking. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, Let me know what you think of it for sure, because this is how I think I'm going to be trying to do this from now on. With that said, have a great rest of your week. Keep on keeping on and we'll talk to you soon.